want to welcome Sabrina Runbeck. Welcome to Recommend Daily Dose. I'm Dr. Clinton Coleman and Dr. Sharad Sugger. He is the gentleman with the fake diplomas in the background. If you I can got see. them on Amazon.com, yeah. Amazon's got diplomas now? They have everything, you know. When you're a Prime member, you can get whatever you need. Prime, all right, cool. Well, Sabrina is a cardiothoracic surgery PA and international peak performance speaker. Got to find out what that is, but she personally promised uh, to help Dr. Siraj find his voice and overcome the stress of his personal and professional life. And, and she, my fear of singing and fear of heights. So we got a lot to get through. Absolutely. So by the end of this, you'll be singing. Is that what you're saying? Uh, possibly, possibly. Maybe like old, old church gospels, you know, and, and Bollywood. I'm going to do them both. I'm a music degree, so we can go there. Oh. But she also hosts the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals podcast, and most importantly, is an international best-selling author of the book, Asian Women Who Boss Up. So I am not an Asian woman, neither is Dr. Sriracha. So you have to tell us about that book and how it can help, uh, help our fellow Asian women. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you Thanks for having me. Here. Yeah, and then thanks to everyone for listening in. You know, anybody can be doing anything and you choose to be here. So appreciate you. Well, Give us your background because you have a very interesting background. <laughs> I think I'm one of those person who's all over the place but just never stopped. Uh, I grew up as the only child, but as a family of the only right. girl, everybody else are boys. I just felt like, why do the boys have to? get to do everything. I can be as smart and as achievable as them. So kept going to bachelor, to master, got into PA school, finished. Uh, also one of those who got like four job offers before I even got my medical license. And, um, and then I just thought like, this is great. This is exactly what I wanted to do. Finally, I uh, was going in directly actually into vascular surgery, cardiothoracic. And then it felt like, wow, I'm in a place where I'm in a big hospital. I really have to show up. Uh, people will see me as too young, too uh, just a female. People will say, oh, are you done with school yet? Like those questions. So I felt like the right. extra effort you needed to prove to yourself, to your colleague, to everybody around you. And then end up working five days a week. Uh, the typical 80-hour workday plus the calls. I done calls probably every night. There was one month. I got in 28 days straight um, besides the daily surgery. And then that was kind of the tipping point. And then I started realizing I'm complaining a lot. I'm sick. Um, one morning I woke up having a fever of one-on-one degrees, but it just didn't face me, right? Like you're still scrubbing, you're still doing things. But I even realized that, and plus my surgical tech, they're like, well, Sabrina is not talking today. That's not a good sign. All and right. so there must be something wrong because typically I'm like, listen to music, like, oh, what's up? Let's do this going. And that was just quiet that day. So they were even passing coughed off and under my mask while I'm scrubbing just to keep going. And the right. next day, our body just pretty much is like, you can't do this anymore, girl. Like, it, I can barely even just get out of bed. So I had to convince myself, fine, I'll take a sick day. And I got on a call and on the other line become, Sabrina, you didn't start to tell me sooner? Like, how we can predict this in our normal right. day life and still can just push, push, push. 
But I believe this is not unusual, right? Everybody in healthcare is the same way. Well, same if way, I, culture of medicine, culture of healthcare, it's like you don't take a sick day and uh, you just, you know, there's so much talk about burn. I'm, I'm assuming we don't want to diagnose you, but what you're describing is burnout. Burnout, yeah. Right, exactly. And then he's like, I, I was going to the spaces, right? Your typical stage one was the, all the physical symptoms, right? And then I start going into the stage two, which is all the complaints, like cynicism, like feeling like I'm doing so much, nobody helps me. I wanted to talk to the admins to build me a bigger team. And they're like, well, if you can do it, then how do you prove your uh, RVUs to bring in additional people, right? So it's all these constraints. But then I realized all that doesn't really serve me, right? Like at the end of the day, we're the one who actually toss the pond in the middle, uh, toss the rock in the middle of the pond through those ripple effects because we kept saying yes to be okay to see that late council seven o'clock at night so I can book him for tomorrow. I'm the one who's like, hey, you know what? If no one's on call that I see you need help, but I needed to show up. Right. Like right. we continue to say yes to these things are truly robbing who we are as a person. And it's no longer why we got into it in the first place. And we start losing the aim of what our life really is about. Yeah. But how long did it take you? Like how long were you in the situation before you said, hey, we need an out? I'm also someone who's very much of I can admit when something is not OK. And then to, I think that's the hardest thing for all of us, right? To admit, it's like, I actually did this to myself. Um, so I was uh, about a year and a half into practice and then just feel like you're just diving in, right? You have no preparation. You come out of school. You're just so excited about learning everything, doing everything. And then really rapidly, you realize your body cannot sustain that. So then I went back to my root before medicine is neuroscience of public health. So my research was on self-efficacy, self-care, health literacy, and stress management. So then I kind of pivoted back into those core and started learning from other performance coaches, uh, positive psychologists, how are we as individuals? And plus those who are athletes, CEOs, how can they have such a high level of demand and still be able to enjoy what they're doing and not just feeling like we're constantly in the push state, right? We push right. because we have a lack of time. We push because we have lack of people. We push because we have lack of resource. How can we remove from these lack, these negativity, so we can flip the script to become that person who we thought ought to be, right? Redefine what that desire means to us. Redefine how do we want to be an A player? Redefine what does that productivity even mean to you? And can you be honored yourself for saying that, you know what, there's certain things I love to do that are different from other people and it's okay. Can I just be honest with myself to live in my own desire zone and not compare to everybody else around me? How do you do that before you, well, at what point do you realize that that's the case before you decide to jump ship and do something extracurricular like, uh, because you know, I think what we're seeing now is this exodus of, of healthcare providers into alternative things because they're just so overwhelmed with the process. I, I think the goal is not to leave medicine. It's just to be able to deal with it. So I guess the timing is important. Right, right. So uh, we needed to first take a step back. Uh, you don't really have to take a step back. You just have to allow yourself to stop for a moment. 
right? Like the uh, when I people come to me are usually our private practice owners, and everyone is in that phase of I'm so busy, I'm doing so much already. How come I'm not moving forward enough? How come I don't even have time with my family, right? So the first step we say is let's redefine what that I ultimate lifestyle that you want, right? And then let's redefine what's your true mission about the practice that you have built. What does that mean to you truly? Not just, I want to serve my patients the way that I want them to do it. What, right. what does that mean, right? Like the more high level we are, the less connected we're to that mission, to what we wanted. So then I make people dive deep, like multiple layer of why is this? So you, let's say, you can be truly honest about the lifestyle you want, right? Not just say, hey, I want to travel more. I want to be able to go to my kid's soccer game. I want to be able to take a vacation whenever. I want to have a day night. But let's be specific on how often you want to do that. And then what does that really mean to you? Why are these things important to you? And then same thing, you're going to break down from your personal and professional. So why is this practice important to you? Why is this community important to you? What else is there? Is there an educational part that you love to train residents versus teach other providers this new way that you found that's really helpful? How come is this specific way? What makes that so unique to you, right? right. And that also helps us to communicate our need, our value to our patients, to our team, and to our family as well. Right. So it, the more clear we can get, the easier it, it is for us to go back to that core, even when things are hard, because we are very clear about what we want. Now we have this bigger idea becomes the internal compass for us to move forward. So that's the number one step. Um, and number two is I say we have to recreate that continuous momentum. Right. Most of us have these emotional roller coaster. One day is great. And I, I seem to be awesome. And next day I'm like, I have no idea, right? right. It just keeps flip-flop. And it's also because we start forgetting why we even need to show up every day, right? Especially from the first minute when you get up, if our mind is continuously thinking about all the to-dos, all the labor, all the obligation, then of course it feels like, oh, just the same yeah, another day of work, work, work. We haven't even affirmed to ourselves that today can be a beautiful day. What have you done for yourself? How do you even want to show up today? Why is being a player important to you today, right? What all the stuff that you have been done so good that you haven't even reward yourself for, right? If we don't allow ourselves to feel the sense of reward, the accomplishment, uh, even the tiniest note, now, of course, we don't want it to keep going forward because what's the point, right? And um, so there's a different exercise people can do to say yourself right because there's plenty of research have shown it's not so much about getting up early. It's about how you do it, what you do in the first hour of your day to put your mind, body, and really spirit energy in a good spot and sets off like a positive domino for the rest of the day. Right. And then before you go home, there also needs to be a separation from the burden from your career and going back to home, because that's also a transferring of energy, despite how 
support of your friends, your family are with you. If we continue that, whatever is stressed out for us in home, back to, uh, sorry, vice versa, right? Home to work, work to home, then it's still not All going to be yeah. right? And then number three, yeah. then we talk about, okay, what about here, right? We're always thinking about disease medicine, um, treating the, the physical part of us, right? Even the most simple thing we talk about nutrition is also you can't just eat one good meal and you think you're all set, right? And then our brain is the same thing. We are not defined by our personality. It's not defined by our behavior because all these can change. And a lot of time when we talk in positive psychology, we say success is the equation of your potential, right? All the degrees, experience, skills that we have. It's already only 50%. And people are so stuck on, let me get another degree. Let me get somewhere. Let me get another title. Then I should be good, right? But what they're missing is that what we call positive quotient, which means we have 10 different sabotaging tendencies. Those are fake persona our brain created. They're not us, right? We're born pure, energized, exciting. But because life goes on we start adapting these false beliefs of false behavior and pulls us and stuck us in a certain way if we can even call it out quickly like the number one sabotaging tendency is judgment right we start feeling like the lie is oh if i put myself into such a high standard i should be able just to push through everything right but because we do that that means we judge everybody else we judge ourselves for not doing things fast enough, didn't catch that uh, issue with the patient. We judge other people for, oh, how did you not greet them uh, and for everything, right? Like, oh, this thing I can do in two hours, how come you take a whole day on it, right? Like then we lie to ourselves and lie to the whole area and actually it's more stressful. So the quicker we can call those out, right? Like for me, I call my, itty bitty shitty committee of choir just chiming in my head right and then so then i know it's not just me it's just this lie this persona that i have and if right. i can they call right. out guess what then i can say hey all right let me do my reset let me bring myself in a better spot and then i can appropriately respond not just reacting right and i think all of us in certain position we felt like we have to act right and right away right and then your anger your fear you whatever make you feel like oh my gosh especially if we act out have a disagreement with your colleague in front of patient they're not going to want us to come back to us and they're like yeah. this is not a, a safe environment right. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you know medicine or like how good a doctor you are how good a practitioner you are and so then it's about calling really quickly, giving yourself out of a better state, and then we can activate those empowerment states to be more innovative, more creative, activate yeah. yourself even though you don't want to do it, and also more empathetic. And why I talk about empathy is not just about feeling other people, right? Getting, staying in other people's shoes, but more importantly, it's about you. It's about giving yourself the empathy knowing there is self-forgiveness, knowing, let's say, I accidentally dropped my phone, where it shouldn't be saying, oh my God, I'm so stupid. Right. No, it just, it's an accident. 
Let me just check if I even break the screen. Maybe I didn't. If I did, maybe I have insurance. I can just replace it. Even I don't have insurance, it's $200. It didn't break a bank, right? There's a reason, you know, we can play into, but if the initial thought is always like criticism, then of course we feel so bad in those moments. So then it's about, okay, so that's how we build mental immunity, right? Call it out, pivot, and now solve it, right? Um, and not thinking, I just need to up download more and more into my brain because the more download into your brain, if you don't extract the right information, they're just chaos. It won't yeah. help them, right? And and then so, just quick summary: number one is redefine our desire. Um, number two, regenerate those endless momentum. Number three is reboot your mental immunity. Now, what else is there to be productive and heightened? Is knowing your energy. Um, so one of the sleep doctor, um, Dr. Mike, he talks about everybody has a four different sleep cycle called chronotype, right? Whether you're the early people, that's the lion, the midday bear, the late night wolves, or the insomnia dolphins, we all know based on our energy cycle, there are only two to three hours in a day that you're most focused, you're most energized. But most of us, allow other people to rob ourselves those time, right? So, uh, so let's just- for like, like Dr. Siraj, he robs me all the time of my- <laughs> hey, Mr. I wanna interject for a second. I mean, you've given an incredible wealth of information here. I just wanna like see if you can touch on a couple of points. So like, you know, you have, a, you have an Asian background. I mean, I'm, Asian, you're South, I'm assuming East Asian or where is your, your family from? Yeah, I was born so, like, for me, for instance, in China. So for me, coming uh, from India, you know, and medicine is a big part of the culture. So I would say I grew up, you know, with two parents, two physicians, and there was no complaining, right? It was just get good grades. If you get an A minus, you're grounded, you know, I mean, uh, and even when I was training, it was always like, of course, you're going to do more. You should, you know, go for residency fellowship, that this, that, the other. And I love my parents dearly, but, you know, if I try to complain to my dad that, oh man, I'm Q4 in the hospital, you know, he was Q3. If I was Q3 in the ICU, he was Q2. It's like the culture. It's like, you don't complain, you just do it. You know, it's, it's the way, it's the way, like a lot of the people, I mean, I was born here, but a lot of our extended family and family friends, a lot more physicians, and they just worked hard. They were like, you know, kind of the immigrant mentality. You don't complain, you put your head down and you just work. Now we know that that may have worked in a certain time and a certain culture, but it's not, you know, the way things are now and which is why it's so important with everything you're saying and i guess i'm just wondering you know initially so i'll, I'll put myself out there and then you see how how you can uh give some advice my idea was like well you know uh, my parents immigrated here they're physicians they worked very hard they sent my, myself my brother to good schools etc cetera, etc cetera. so of course i should just work hard and not worry about am i happy i'm just supposed to become a physician and just push it you know just keep going and so then people finally realize that's a recipe for disaster, et cetera. So, you know, Clinton and I, similar, um, you know, ideas that, you know, we work hard, we're successful in certain degrees of our career, but, you know, podcasting, media, all these things we do as a creative outlet. But, you know, everything you're saying is like, is, is true and I hear you, but how do you decide when, you know, you're doing too much and you're kind of like, just, you're like, you're saying yes to everything, but you're not really excelling at everything. Let me challenge you on this way. So it's perfect question because that leads to my next step um on um, how do you define your desire zone versus distraction disinterest or the dreadful zone that we feel like we're 
dragging our feet, right? right. Um, and then the solution is what I call a focus funnel. If everything only comes down to five decisions, then you're no longer overwhelmed. Okay, so number one thing is when when you even talk about, you know, our parents work so hard, it doesn't even matter immigrant, right? Like, no matter which area you are, some of us didn't grow up with money, and some of us just simply have to fight for it, right? And there's plenty of people in medicine where in any humanitarian career, they got themselves into a certain spot, or your false belief is, unless I do medicine, law, or engineering, you're not a, a legit job. Right. Yeah, yeah. It just what what that is is a sabotaging tendency of what's called high achiever, and we feel like only we achieve in certain levels, certain titles, certain job position, then you right. are nobody. So attached right. our identity to that title, I to that job. Right, and then the stress become once you hit that mark, you feel like well, I still don't feel good, right? Like you, right. I do love what you right now. Like, just like you guys, just like myself, why does it matter I have all the letters behind my name? If I'm just only working, I can't even enjoy the fruit right. on my label, right? And so I, then I'm, you- and I, I, Can I cut you off a minute? And I'm definitely guilty of that too. We, you succeed and you get all these degrees and ac, ac, accolades, what is it called? Uh, accolades. What word am I? Accolades, sorry. Um, and then you just strive for more. It's like- You have accolades? Just want to make sure what accolades you have. <laughs> so i because i always feel like you I'm actually trying have to accolades right, keep continue, continue i always feel like i'm trying to one-up myself me like well yeah well there's the, the chief of your specialty the chief of the department and then you minister all this stuff it's like to what end you know you figure it'd make you happy to be this head of this blah 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 yeah. and successful practice blah 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 you got podcast blah 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 and, and it's like I feel I, it's just exhausting at the end of the day. Right. So all of us feel that way. It's not to say we can completely diminish all these sabotagers, but at least now you know this is one of your tendencies. You can call it out right away. You can say, oh, my gosh, this is my high achiever chiming on me right now. It's not that I'm not satisfied. I'm not a good person. I can be happy if I choose to. But because my false persona, my tendency is chiming on me, it makes me feel like I'm I'm less of a good person. I'm less of a representative of my culture, myself, my family, unless I went up myself even more, right? Mm -hmm. Because as you're saying, there's never ending to that. So if you can even just call that out, right? And then we can do a quick exercise on the uh, podcast as well to pivot yourself very quickly back into a present, a neutral, of a, uh, a relaxed and focused state. Then you can get rid of that tendency at the moment to say, okay, now what? What do I actually want, right? right. So that what I actually want is what I call, how do we design our desire zone and be honest with ourselves? So the exercise I would encourage every listener and you guys to do is make four columns, all right? If people wanted to download the worksheet, I'm happy to give it to you guys. So make four columns. Number one is every single task that you have done within the past two weeks, right? Including making calls to your patients, charting, uh, administrative work, blah, 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 right? Everything, write them down. Second column, how much time commitment did you spend on that? 
right? Mm -hmm. And then third column, you're going to write passion. Means things that just you do it, you're like bring you joy. It just lights you up. It's good, right? right. Whatever it is, you make a tick mark. And the fourth column is: Is this in my genius zone? Means am I really good at this? Is that something I naturally have skill for? Do a tick mark. So once you finish this, all right, you want it to circle the task that has both check marks. When you do have both check mark of joy and skill that's your true desire zone and now you guys probably say sabrina what about all this other stuff that i have to do and i just shit and junk that i still feel like i need to do right so now we're going into a focus funnel all right so what does that mean focus funnel number one elimination especially when the thing has no check mark that that is in your dreadful zone Okay. So, for me, my dreadful zone is folding laundry. So how do I get rid of that for my life? <laughs> I am made. I have one dog. Guess what? I still have the maid coming every other week just to clean up and do stuff. Because if you think about hourly rate, right? Hourly rate, what? The hourly rate is not as high as ours, right? So even I don't work, my hour can still spend doing things I enjoy and bring more joy to my life sure. with the right. people that I want, or even just myself, right? So why do things that stressful instead of honor myself, just give yourself permission to live more into your desire zone, okay? So, um, and then if it's just one check mark of passion, right? Like joy per se, and check mark, on the sales part, guess what? That is a distraction because we tend to feel like we we can learn everything, we can solve everything, but we actually spend a lot of time figure things out and not producing higher quality of result. Where you can produce that, but it will take you probably five six hours versus someone who's already that's their genius zone. They can do it for you within an hour or so. Right. So that's the reason we have to delegate. So number one thing is eliminate things that's dreadful that shouldn't be due. Number two is can you create a simplified system that uh, like uh, automation almost that you can just do it on yourself. Number three is delegation. Paying someone to do that job, it's much cheaper than your rate in your own zone right? And they will do a much better job and you can give them feedback when things are not exactly what you wanted, right? And and so then number four is purposely delay. Means even you feel like you still have to do it, but if it's not producing your result right away or in the long term, then you should be going back still with later. And number five is actually concentrate. I have to do it. Uh, how am I going to concentrate is I'm going to use my hour where I'm most alert, most creative, most focused, right? right. I even teach people on to how to properly time block. It's not just block out your whole day. That is so inflexible, right? So then if your life, you honor yourself for only living your desire zone, and the only choice you have to make a decision on what to do is these five, eliminate, automate, delegate, delay, and concentrate, 
then there is a not confusing, right? It's a not right. hard. Someone like Dr. Siraj who was burnt out is desperately in need of services. So, so you provide this service? Yeah, so I go through one-on-one uh, -on -one training with our clinicians pretty much based on consultation. So okay. uh, I know I can't help everyone, not everyone vibe the same way. So I usually got on a call just to see where you at, can we be a good fit with each other? And if right. so, then we go through the six module system. The very last thing we didn't talk about is creating irresistible influence. Because we know when people don't make a whole world goes round, right? right. And um, if you attract the right people, you become a talent magnet. Once you attract the right people, you also don't want it to be a diminisher, right? You want to heighten and bring out their best talent means you understand their desire zone. So become a gel, become a synergy. Uh, and then also the same thing, we need to be able to say no appropriately to the people that shouldn't be in our life. And it's okay uh, to do that. I continue to say my biggest slogan is we have to say no to almost everything, everyone. So you can say yes to the only thing that truly light you up in life. That's a quote. Wow. Tell us about your, um, your podcast. Yeah, I saw I started my podcast um, back in during pandemic after being a speaker, going on international conferences, medical conferences, TV media, and then decide, you know what, instead of putting it out there, let me curate a bunch of um, experts and to talk about how can we have that double win, right? To become a passionate in our life, but also feel powerful in our career at the same time. So I believe life needs these 10 key components. And then the crucial ones are our career development, our financial intelligence, which we didn't learn about at all when we're in school, right? Who talked about right. money and save yourself? Um, I think we just learn how to do things. And then relationship. Um, while we're working so hard uh, for this, it's actually because we work not only for ourselves, but our family, our friends, so we can enjoy. So how do you build that strong bond? And then also understand intimacy is not just talked about, it's actually how do you really connect with other people? And the, then is the crucial thing about physical health, right? Like um, we have to walk the walk and not just teach and like, show people, right? Uh, and then um, of course, the biggest thing I do is mental immunity. That part of us, how can we, it's not to say we didn't have resilience, like stop. That's even judgment in itself. It's about how do we build and regrow and heal and so we can continue to reset ourselves into an optimum state. Awesome. Sabrina, tell us where, you know, you've given such a wealth of information and obviously your passion, your energy all shows through. Um, certainly for me, the idea of delegation is important and also making sure Dr. Coleman over here does not diminish me uh, is important. So we're going to discuss that after the show. But uh, you know, where can the listeners find you on social media if they want to reach out to you? You know, obviously listen to your podcast. But what are your social media handles? My social media, everything is under my phone name, Sabrina Rumbeck, R U N B E C K. Uh, running back, it's, that's easy to remember. And for anybody who wants just to have a chat, see if I can add any value or not, if we can build a blueprint together for you to become that person who can become a peak performer again and feel good about everything in your life, 
then you can go to sabrinaroundback.com forward slash blueprint. Um, and any additional information, uh, check out my book, podcast. Uh, you can feel free just to go to my website, sabrinaroundback.com. Amazing. You know, awesome. I mean, we, we appreciate you so much coming on. In fact, we could talk for another hour, I'm sure. Um, we didn't even touch into media, your book. There's so much. You'll have to come back and discuss more. But, you know, in this time, as Clinton and I both, you know, on the front lines of COVID, we see not only the physical, but the mental ramifications of the pandemic now finally, thank God, easing, at least in the United States. Um, but, you know, the services you offer, not just for peak performance, but mental clarity, everything, extremely important. So we're, we're very thankful that you came on, not only to help Clinton, you know, and to achieve uh, something better and hopefully parity to me. But in addition, you know, always, what you're talking about is something that every single person out there listening, certainly both of us uh, can take something away, if not a lot away. So we're very appreciative of you coming on. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me here. And thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. So thanks everyone, all the listeners on, on Recommended Daily Dose. And don't forget to listen rate and subscribe until next time thank you so much uh for sabrina runbeck for coming on please check her website check all her social media handles reach out to her uh if you're looking to take yourself to the next level until next time i'm dr sauger and my illustrious co-host dr clinton coleman until next time be well <laughs>